Mike Flanagan looks like a fucking thumb. His wife is a 10, and he looks like one of those thumb things from fucking Spy Kids, okay? <laughs> he looks like a tech tech. <laughs> I love him. I love him. He's amazing. He's one, of, he's one of the greatest genre creators of our time, but he looks like a fucking thumb. Well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. And today we have a very quick-fire episode for you. We're covering the 2022 film Halloween Ends. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and meet our co-host. Today with me, I have Ian with Louise. What's good, Ian? Ghost of Ian here. Um, what's good? I'm, I'm out here supporting uh, Halloween with my Halloween colors in this... Uh, Vancouver Canucks jersey. Nice. What have you been up to? Um, really nothing. Really nothing. I had a uh, and also we have Brendan. Can you explain to me the jersey that you're wearing? Um, what team is that? I'm sorry, I'm not familiar it's with hockey too much. Vancouver Canucks. It's an NHL team. Awesome. And but you recently got uh, Chell 2022? Chell 23. 23. Um, Jesus. Okay. So I've been playing that. Um, getting ready for Gotham Knights. On your new PS5? On oh, a new, brand new PS5. Not a big deal. Um, yeah. I know you're not really a, a gamer guy or care about hardware and stuff, but how you liking like the UI, like the user interface, the dashboard? It's not too much different from the PS4, but. So the servers are miles better on the PlayStation 5. Um, and I'm not sure if it's because of the new game or because I have a PlayStation 5. But um, yeah, I'm, I have good connection uh, in all of my games now. Even playing with uh, QC guys um, on the, the QC connection, which is usually my worst. Um, it's fine. It's still in the green. So What's, what's um, QC connection? Uh, Quebec. So Montreal, oh. they have like oh, because uh, you you play with those with those hockey folks, eh? Yeah. So in uh, in NHL, they have like uh, EA has a bunch of servers that you can mm. connect to. So they have a central server, northeast, um, Cali West is the the server that I'm uh, playing on that I have been like relegated to. Um, so like to go from Cali West all the way to Quebec is the worst. Um, but yeah, it's it's much better, much better connection. Awesome. And they're implementing, not that this is an NHL podcast, but they're also <laughs> implementing um, crossplay soon, right? For the first time. Are you excited about that? It's crossplay in a way. We can play against um, Xbox guys and um, uh, we can play with them in drop ins, uh, which is like a immediate downgrade from club games. So, in a way, yeah, but could be better. Could be better. Gotcha. So, it's not like the actual league play stuff. No. Oh, that's unfortunate. Gotcha. Okay. Do do they not want to do league play cross play just because of it being league play and any any interferences that could come going from like PlayStation to Xbox could maybe fuck up a game or something? No idea. Mm. No idea. And I I thought about if it would be like if it was like a financial decision too, but it really doesn't make any financial sense to not allow cross play either because it's not like selling consoles really matters to them anyway so yeah, it's um, not like they're gonna make enough to sell anyways i don't know it's weird but uh okay sounds good and uh no movies you're a chump brendan well, I, I watched movies but they oh. weren't they weren't that significant gotcha 
they were there. All right. I mean, they're, they're all right. gotcha. Gotcha. What's one? One of them. Um, I'll let them off the leash a little bit. <laughs> the Ghost in the Darkness, which is a 1996 film starring Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas. Uh, it is a American African film. I've seen it. It's um, I said in my review, it's a environmentalist nightmare, and I think it is. I don't really like the message, but the film's enjoyable. It's enjoyable for a '90s movie. And Brendan, the new blood. Brendan, what's up? So Ian said he's repping Halloween with his, um, you know, uh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to ring these fucking birds next. Do you guys Sounds hear like that? they're fucking. I, I, I'm or watching each them other. Uh, let, me, uh, wait, let me close my window. Hold on. What kind of birds do you think they are? <laughs> I was... I can still hear them. Tell those bird listeners and bird watchers. <laughs> um, tell us what bird that was. So as Ian said, he's uh, repping Halloween with his um, uh, seasonally colored jersey. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm repping Halloween uh, with my mustache and Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. Um, I like it. Yeah. So uh, let's go down to the gate bar. Um, <laughs> I oh dude I'm I'm coming in hot to this episode okay I am fucking revved up I'm drinking a mutant X IPA that has a cryptid on the front of it it's really fucking good because the liquor store that I go to st- has stopped selling my grapefruit IPA Elvis juice Ian what cryptid is it um so I think like it's like um it's like a deer man oh it's the uh, Wendigo grapefruit. Is that the Wendigo? Yeah. Okay. Um. So it's a Wendigo. It is. Uh. It's very florally. Um. No. It, it's a really. It's a really good beer. Um. No. Like no joke though. I. Uh, I still say no joke, guys. I don't say no cap. Um. So no joke though. Um. Floral beer can be really fucking delicious when you're in the mood for it. Like that. That floral, like crisp, like light mm-hmm. taste. Oh my god! It tastes amazing. See it. It's uh. It's seven point oh. Um, it's on the higher scale. Yeah. It it has a really nice like the the front taste of it is very florally, but the back taste or the the taste on the back end has a little bit of that like uh Dryness. hoppy bitterness bite to it. Yeah. So it it tastes like it doesn't taste like um just like a fucking uh, grapefruit flavored beer like there's actual complexity i think between the mouthfeel going in and going down your throat man going down your throat i wish i was into ipas so bad man i love like all those nodes but just the overbearing bitterness of an ipa is just you got to find the right one on there's there's some really good ipas that aren't very bitter yes in all fairness i think everyone and please, audience listeners, we got to get you a way to write in. Uh, ruminations of redroom at gmail.com. Write in if you're listening and you give a shit about this. Uh, I think every single person that drinks beer goes through an IPA phase. So I think you will go through one eventually. I, I, think want, will. I want it to happen. I think you will. I think you will. It's not a phase, I think, mom. I think everyone goes mm-hmm. through a time where they get really into IPAs because they do have quality IPAs out there. And like, 
if you start exploring beers, like you're bound to find one you like eventually, and then it just unlocks doors after doors. It's it's great stuff. That's fair. Um, so what else have you been up to, Brandon? I said from uh, uh, drinking beer like usual. <laughs> so um, <laughs> not too sure when this episode is going out, but I think it'll go out after. Um, so right now I'm uh, knuckle deep in uh, Brooklyn Horror Film Festival. And uh, the the two films that I've been able to watch so far, uh, one was the straight cut of Gaspar Noé's Irreversible, which uh, I think I mentioned this on the cast before. <laughs> when I ran into him on the streets in France at midnight. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> on the streets, the streets of, of France, France like, at midnight. midnight with a shooting star flying over it. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I did. It was uh, one of the greatest moments in my life. Um, but no, that is telling, really cool that you'll um, always have that experience and always have the ability to flex it. Uh, he was <laughs> telling me that he was toying around with an irreversible straight cut. Um, and I just thought, you know, that'd be something that he would make, give out to some friends, you know, and that was it. Um, but for the 20th anniversary of Irreversible, um, he's premiering the straight cut at the Brooklyn Horror Film Festival. I don't think the film holds up chronologically. Um, I think that the film really excels on its uh, uh, disjunctive kind of everywhere nature of it. Uh, it's still a, still a great fucking movie, though. In uh, the other film that I got to see there, which I can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts on it, was a VHS 99. Now, I'm going to have my first hot take of the episode here. Heard it here, heard it here first, folks. And I, I'm going to change up the listing that I put in Discord. I think VHS 99, while it has a lot of issues, is better than VHS 1. I mean, yeah, but you you like VHS two more than one anyway, right? So it's not like saying it's yeah. your favorite VHS. Well, no, uh, like initially my second favorite VHS. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really hot take, you know what I mean? If it was well, your favorite, like it made it to the fourth spot. So yeah, like, if you made it your first, that would be a hot take. But yeah. it's your second favorite. That's cool. Um, the 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 first segment they um they rely too heavily on um like the glitches and stuff in the tape. And it really turned me off from the beginning. But um, starting with the second story, which was done by Johannes Roberts, the guy who did uh, 47 Meters Down, Strangers Pray at Night, um, his segment was really good. Segment three in VHS 99, uh, written and directed by Flying Lotus, one of my favorite musicians, uh, is it also it has a Trevor from uh, GTA 5 in it as one of the main guys. He's a great voice actor, but he's an even better like physical actor. Um, I, I I loved him in it so much, and I will nice. say, I think it's the best segment in the VHS franchise. In the whole in thing, the whole franchise, whole better franchise. than Safe Haven, way better than Safe Haven, way better, way than, way safe better haven. than Safe Haven. Safe Haven, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, my opinion. biggest gripe with VHS ninety nine is there's technically no wraparound story. Um, the the kind of segments you see before and after the the first three shorts play into 
the fourth short. Um, and it, it kind of bothered me a little bit. So I'll be interested to see how with VHS, uh, what's the next one they're doing? Um, 88, was it VHS 88? Um, I, I forget I whichever know. one that they, that they just, uh, unveiled at Comic-Con. Um, mm. I hope that they take that into account for the next one and bring us back to, um, an actual wraparound story. Um, yeah, but that's about the, the highlight. Oh, I watched, uh, Black Phone, the Black Phone. Really liked it. Why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Like, I... I don't understand why you guys why you guys think it's boring. I was not bored whatsoever. I think that it handles um it's very true crimey. Uh, the Tom Savini masks are fucking fantastic. Um and let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. I think it is not true crimey. I think it's advertised as being that that was one of one of my gripes with it was that it's advertised as being a very true crimey movie and it had like little to no true crimey in it at all. Well, I, I think that's because we see only one of the 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 grabbings, and I think that yeah. uh, I I like how they only focused on because I think that if they focused on multiple kidnappings, I think that it would have kind of made it muddy. Um, I like how through the first fifteen twenty minutes of of the film, it's talked about, but it's not really. Um, but it, it's not really, uh, the focal point up, up, up until Finney gets grabbed. But I, I will say I was pissed about how his, um, his pitching never came back into play at all. Um, because you yeah. have Bruce Yamada at the beginning saying, you got a hell of an arm or something like that. And then it doesn't come back. I wanted to see him like fucking have that redemption yeah, like, moment like where chuck a bottle like yeah. at at ethan hawk or a rock maybe or when he hears max when it ricochets off like three pipes and like fucking whoosh, like he fucking just nails it yep yep i'm just kidding um or you know like when max is coming down the stairs maybe he thinks it's the grabber and he has something ready and max opens the door and he just fucking nails him in the head like i thought that would have been cool but overall i found it um quite enjoyable and I don't, I, I think that it's a very entertaining movie, but I also like how I think that it's going to connect with a lot of younger audiences. And I think that this film in the long run is going to be influential to a lot of people who, when we're in our forties and fifties, they're going to be making the movies that we're going out to see. So I think that it's a, I, I think it's an important film. If the black phone is what's influencing future filmmakers, I'm very worried for the future of filmmaking. Um, considering what influenced our generation and the generation before, if the black phone is the influencing standard, I'm, I'm very concerned. Um, well, things like personally. things like Creepshow, you know, influenced people today, and Creepshow's kind of a shitty movie. Creepshow, the anthology movie. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I just think I, it, it's what you do with that influence. I think that's what really matters. So whether it's Get Out or Halloween Ends or, you know, um, The Black Phone, I think it's important to inspire those younger filmmakers to actually go out and write and make something scary. 
Ian? <laughs> uh, I didn't find it scary at all. Uh, I think that I don't think it's influential either. Um, it just seemed like such a very of the times movie, uh, 2022. Like with with movies like uh, the movies that Jordan Peele are is producing and and making. Uh, those seem like the type of movies that this was based on. Yeah. Like it had that feel that like, I don't know, just, it just seemed deep, but it wasn't. And it had a lot of stupid moments. Uh, I honestly don't remember a whole lot of the film cause I just thought it was so mid and, um, yeah, it just wasn't. It, I, I don't know if it was like overhyped or what, I think it was overhyped. Overhyped. I, 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 w- I would agree with you on, on saying it's overhyped, but yeah, it just didn't hit. Like it just didn't deliver for me and I wasn't satisfied whatsoever. And that's totally fair. I, I'm, I'm at least glad that you guys, because a lot of the reviews that I've, that I've been reading were just saying it sucked. It's terrible. Like it, I'm one of the things that I, I like about talking with you guys about things we disagree on is you guys don't shy away from actually saying your feelings. And I think that's, which is a big thing that I want to, that I'll bring up for Halloween ends. It's just so many people are content with saying, I hated it and moving on. Um, and, and that's why I think that conversations are important because you can see someone else's side and maybe it'll make you think differently of something. So I, I I'm at least glad that you guys back up what you say. Yeah, I think the discussion for Halloween ends is going to be uh, a good one, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully mind-changing for one of us. <laughs> or all of us. On that note, we are covering the 2022 film Halloween Ends, directed by David Gordon Green, DGG. D-double-G. D-double-G. And this rounds out the trilogy of... Uh, his Halloween trilogy um, taking place after Halloween 1 and 2. No, just Halloween 1, Yeah, just right? Halloween 1. Yeah, Halloween 1. So um, there wasn't much preparation for this episode. We just are kind of going in, guns blazing with our emotions flying high. And uh, we'll just get right into it. Um, Brennan, we already know how you feel about it, but we're going to start with Ian because he's more fresh. Okay. Um, Ian, how do you feel about this movie? Now, we are not doing initial impressions. We are doing full impressions of the entire movie yeah. right now. So we need all your thoughts poured out on the table so we can start a discussion okay. here. And where did you watch it? How do you feel about it? Would you add it to your collection? And just, just jump in. Um, I am going to add this to my collection, obviously. I mean, I own all of the... I own all of the uh, Halloween movies, even the ones that I hate. Um, So this one is going to go into the collection. Um, I watched this in theaters about four hours ago, and um, I left very confused. (laughs) Um, My emotions were, um, yeah, just very confused. I, um, I really like this franchise. Um, as a whole, I think it's it's probably the best slasher franchise out of the Nightmare on Elm Street, Jason Voorhees uh, movies. 
Chucky. I think it has the best quality of films um, and the, the ones that I like the most. Um, so it ends here. It, this is, this is the ending. <laughs> this is the departure. <laughs> um, that's, um, that was my initial thoughts. Um, when, when, uh, don't fear the reaper, uh, came on, I kind of just sat there and let it sink in. I didn't move a muscle. I was just, I was sitting there alone by myself in the, in the entire movie theater. Um, and letting my thoughts go letting my I, I i wasn't thinking too much i was just i was just feeling i was mainly just feeling and um i walked out still confused to my car i i sometimes when i like get enlightened or when i feel like as- ascended by a film i just feel like i'm on cloud nine like i need to think higher and in and as a higher being and um that's what i did on my way to barnes and noble today and um I collected my thoughts and uh yeah this this movie this movie <laughs> where do i start <laughs> so somewhere yes yeah, somewhere so all the hype online it's all shit it's all negative stuff and then there's brendan um against all the <laughs> negative stuff um, <laughs> i see a lot of memes a lot of, uh the fallen angels meme was pretty funny uh the one car y film uh there there was a scene where she's they're both on the motorcycle and it's like a, a direct capture of that uh, that moment um and then i'm glad i'm not the only one that thought that by the what? way i i thought that before the memes yeah. just because the way the it transitions from the previous scene to the next one. I was like, dude, is Michael Myers could he be riding on the back of the motorcycle this yeah. whole? <laughs> yeah. Like it's good stuff. Um I'm all for like taking a totally different direction in uh, a film series. Um like the what's it called? The Evil Dead Trap 2 has no correlation with the first one and I love it. It's totally different. Um Still gotta see it, that. You should. I, I think you would actually like it. I think you would like it way more, actually. Um, it's more of an art house film. It, it seems like a uh, like an A24 like Japanese movie. It's 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 but like in a good way. I don't know. It's good. It's it's great. It's great. Um but saw the memes, so I was going to into this film, think it's gonna be thinking it's gonna be shit. And then having Brennan's uh four and four out of five star review which i almost changed with heart with heart with heart. it has changed to wait it changed i i i was i'll i'll, I'll talk about i'll take I'll, guys I'll, guys guys you're here first okay hold on we'll wait we'll wait we'll wait. I, I'll, we'll wait I'll talk about my ratings almost change when it gets to my part but i did almost change it from okay. four down almost, almost changed it. oh down 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 okay okay, okay. um yeah it was this the the trilogy as a whole i don't think is well done at all the the writing seems very it seems like two people disagreed um making these films and just that's a good way to put it actually and just made like the beginning and end and then someone made the middle to each film um and that's what it felt like for this one the meat of this film the plot was good i actually really liked the idea and direction they were going in um 
Halloween four is my favorite of the franchise um, because of the twist at the end where Jamie like has this psychonetic uh, uh, connection with Michael Myers at the end and she turns into the killer. Um, so that's where I thought this was going. I thought like they were going to kill Michael Myers, then um, it would be, it would be done. Right. The, the whole passing of the torch is a fantastic idea. I would have loved that. Um, the whole legacy thing. I would have, I would have been extremely satisfied, but alas, they killed Corey and then they killed Michael Myers. So the whole plot just went for nothing. And then this movie just made no sense to me. So I, after that happened, after they both died, I couldn't really find a reason for this film, like why it was made. And that's, that, that's my thoughts. Brendan, talk to me. Um, so I'll, I'll start with something that I, uh, drunk tweeted in all caps last night. Um, oh, I hundred, dude, I know every time you're drunk, <laughs> but based off your tweets, I'm not joking. There's so many times that I've told Dom, I'm like, Oh dude, fucking Brendan's drunk tweeting right now. <laughs> I can always tell him. Um, it's usually aimed at Dr. Oz, but, um, <clears throat> uh, I, I was liking where you were going with that, Ian, because I thought you were going to be on my side this whole time. Um, but the plot... I was kind of misleading like the movie did. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the plot isn't about Corey. And it's not about Lori, and it's not about Allison. It's not about her psycho cop boyfriend. It's not about um, Willie the DJ. It's not about the sheriff. Really? It's not about Willie? um which by the way the music in this slapped um i think that the plot is about the one thing that a lot of uh i I don't want to bring it bring it back to true crime but uh a lot of a lot of the time in movies when a huge you know uh massacre happens the one thing that's never really looked at is the effect, the impact that it has on the town as a whole. So the movie uh, Halloween Ends is not about Corey. It's about how the town is dealing with um, with these massacres. Uh, what is it, four, year, four years later, right? Yeah, uh, for instance, when, uh, you know, Laurie Strode can't go out to the grocery store because someone's going to say shit to her. Corey can't go out to a bar and have a drink because someone's going to say something to him. I think that, you know, in the beginning, it opens with um, with a, a couple murders, and they're like, well, Michael doesn't use a gun. Everyone's trying to find a way to bring it back to Michael, and it's not about that. It's about the psychological impact that a serial killer can have on a community and that, that level of xenophobia that kind of comes in, you know, in the the days weeks months and years after it um so i think if you're looking at the plot as the of how the town is reacting to it i think that the movie incredibly nails that um rating change so i did an, i gave it uh, a four and a heart initially and then i watched it the next day and i dropped it down to a 3.5 and a heart but i i didn't put it on letterboxd um and i wasn't gonna 
since I had seen the movie twice this weekend, I wasn't planning on watching it a third time for today. But last night when I was trying to go to sleep, I was scrolling through Facebook and Twitter, and I was just reading so many fucking negative things about this movie. And it it got me really fucking heated. So I watched it again, um, and my rating has changed a third time. Um, but it's just, what does the fucking horror community want? There's a remake, okay? And they're like, do something original. So inside of a remake, they do something a little bit original, and then people fucking hate on it. Like, the genre community is so fucking ass backwards. They say they want something, they're given something, and then they fucking riot about it. Like, I, it, it really, really bothers me. The, the negative, especially with, you know, even though um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a very shitty movie, and that's unanimously agreed upon. Um, it's just, you know, <laughs> with with the monsters, with um, Adam's family, with hell, even with me and Terrifier, I I'm gonna have to put myself in my own line of fire. It's just no one can be happy with anything anymore. Is what it feels like in in the genre community. Would you add it to your collection? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and I watched it on Peacock. So, <laughs> Halloween ends. Um, okay, so I'm a big fan of the series. Um, Halloween 1 is in my top 10 movies of all time. I'm a big fan of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode as a character. Um, I enjoy all the Halloween movies, even the bad ones. Um, I'm just, I'm here for Halloween. 2018, I thought, was an excellent start to the trilogy. Um, I think that's a solid, solid movie. Um, I think to comment on your criticisms from social media and people on social media, I think right now Blumhouse is in the worst spot they've ever been, personally. I think Blumhouse is in a... uh, a creative sinkhole and they they had better days for sure and i think that's a lot of i think that's where a lot of frustration comes from the horror community as far as it being something different different doesn't necessarily mean good and um i think when people were asking for for maybe something let me back up so, Halloween ends. Uh, I watched at home on Peacock, and um, I thought, just as like a blanket statement right now, I thought the movie was interesting. I didn't think it was bad. I think that all the problems I have with this movie come from mostly the writing. They have nothing to do with Corey specifically. I didn't mind that. I actually thought that was an interesting take. And um, I was curious to see where they were going to go with that. And I thought, like Ian, they were going to kind of propel the franchise forward, maybe. 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 But if they didn't, it was fine. But I kind of thought that direction would have been cool. Um, I thought that this movie feels very different and out of place with the other movies. It being completely so first and foremost with i i thought this movie was going to be 
um, more concurrent with the other two movies. I didn't know it was going to be four years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like Halloween Kills ramped up the story to such a critical point and then ditched it. Brennan. Uh, uh, restart your sentence. You cut out. Oh, okay. Um, I'll say that uh, I, th- I feel like this movie is completely different than the other two movies. I almost feel like that this movie is a reboot of his own trilogy. <laughs> yes. That's what it oh my feels God. like to me. I feel like he rebooted his own trilogy with the last movie, which makes me kind of hate it for that. Uh, not because I, I hate the movie, but because I hate that they kind of just abandoned the other two movies thematically. And um, with the way Halloween Kills was ramping up, I was really excited to see more of a payoff. But instead, they restarted it. And a lot of those decisions were the ones that really got under my skin. For example... Um, Laurie Strode has been hellbent on taking revenge on Michael Myers for 40 years, okay? Knowing Michael Myers is still alive out there. Even though he's in prison, he's still there. Just in case he ever gets out, she is ready for him. She's an alcoholic. She lives in paranoia for 40 years, four decades, okay? Then he gets out, kills almost... A grip of people in the town, including her daughter. And then him still not being caught, she snaps and becomes happy. And that was the first kind of like, what the fuck? You're like, you know he's alive. He just killed your daughter. And now you're not preparing yourself for us another attack now you're not seeking revenge now you're not like he could come he could pop up at any moment i i just had a problem with that and it just it seemed like i said like such a reboot of of his other movies like it just doesn't seem cohesive at all and i feel like that the Corey's situation was too quick um I thought him being placed in just the third movie might have been a mistake. I would have maybe like I would have maybe ramped up that from the second movie. I feel like it was a last minute almost decision to put him in the to make this story the end. And I I just don't feel like this is a fitting conclusion personally to to but it but it is his trilogy. So that being said, um, we'll we'll kind of talk about some other things here. Um, I I want to know, Britton, go ahead. Uh, just uh, kind of countering, but not really a point you made where you said that um, she kind of like snapped and she's happy now. I don't think she's happy. I think that she is still deeply unsettled, but she knows that because Michael has killed her daughter, she needs to act as a real human for her granddaughter, you know, to be there for her, to help her kind of flourish so that she doesn't have, so that Allison doesn't have the life that Lori had. And I think one of the very specific uh, points of dialogue regarding that is when 
she's after she has the conversation with the sheriff at the grocery store um in her book she writes um something something should i should i move on or not um suicides or cherry blossoms and i think that 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 was actually i think a really impactful line for me because it shows that she need she needs something like even with the the pumpkin pie she burns she freaks out when she burns the pumpkin pie because it's tradition that she makes her that she makes allison a pumpkin pie this is probably at this point a four-year tradition um and I, I think that there's just so many small details that kind of point towards Lori not being able to get over this. And she's finding different um different uh outlooks to to focus her attention to because she needs that thing in her life. So hour and a half in Lori seems very different than the last 20 minutes, Lori, to me. Um, she seems more in line to the first two films and in the first hour and a half, it seems like a totally different story that she's just in. Like it's, she acts like he's dead and to your point, yeah, in the beginning, um, to your point, I think that she would not act like that whatsoever. Um, she she uh, prepared her daughter. This is like noted. That's why her daughter um, in the in the 2018 one shoots him. She like fake cries and then pulls out a gun, shoots him, right? Um, she was prepared. She prepared her all her life with paranoia and Michael Myers, right? Um, I think that she just carries it on. Like, why would she not? Like, especially with yeah, her daughter get, dying. Or, yeah, her daughter dying. I get that take. Brennan, and it does make sense. It, like, it doesn't not make yeah, sense, yeah. that take. But I just feel like it's almost, the change is almost full stop. And it just doesn't, like, it doesn't transition in a cohesive way. And it's almost jarring. And I think a lot of people have that problem with it, is it just, if you're going, like, there had to have been a fake out, at least. Like, to where Michael Myers looks like he died at the end of kills or like something to make it more believable for her to move on. But the things that they connected these two films with in the movie are just, they are unbelievable. Like it just, it, it just for a lot of people, including myself, I just don't feel like it makes sense. And that's my take on that. Um, but I, I do believe that that's what you're saying, Brennan. I do believe that that's what the director intended. I do. I think that that's what he intended. I just don't think it. I don't think it was the right decision. And, and that, but I'm not fair. a director, and I'm not making millions of dollars. So, um, <laughs> you know, so I'm just a guy in Arizona. So um, I do want to know, though, real quick before we continue on to different points of the movie um which i do want to talk about um that intro the intro uh kills i also want to talk about michael myers living in a sewer uh there's a lot of stuff i want to digest here real quick Turtle. but first but first um instead of saving this for the end i'm kind of curious um what brendan we'll start with you um I, I don't know if you've seen all of them but what is your definitive halloween set of films you mean between the original, the Rob Zombie, and these? 
well, there's the original timeline, there's the H2O timeline, there's the Rob Zombie timeline, there's the new timeline. Uh, I've honestly, I've always really enjoyed the Rob Zombie ones. And, you know, now a lot of people are saying um, we should have been happier when we got the Rob Zombie films that we got, um, you know, after seeing this trilogy. And I, I still think that the Rob Zombie films are um, the best in the franchise because he tries to do something different. Cool. I love the Rob Zombie films. I think Halloween 2 is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with and the Rob everybody Zombie? shits on that movie. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I love Halloween too. Um, it, I think it's it a lot of fun. Weird yeah. Owl in it. Like, come on. Um, but yeah, no people hate on that one like mm-hmm. a lot. But uh, Ian, what is your definitive Halloween timeline? Well, my favorite Halloween is Halloween Four, so I have to go with the original one. Um, but I really like the Rob Zombie Halloween. Um, I don't like his second one, his second film. Um, and I, with this, with the, with Halloween ends, I, I don't think I like this trilogy. I'm still a fan of Michael Myers, um, but I just, it's, it's not my favorite. Fair. I'm going to have to go with the H2O tr- trilogy. Wait, so um, H2O is a separate timeline? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. H2O, H2O is Halloween 1, Halloween 2, um, H2O, and then resurrection or no the um, with buster rhymes the curse Mac myers and then resurrections gotcha. so um but uh i really like h2o a lot it's probably like my second favorite halloween um i think it was a natural progression of laurie strode's character from one and two without going like it was pretty much halloween 2018 but halloween halloween 2018 like dialed Lori up to like fucking 15 so h2o was kind of like that but if they dialed it down like a lot more but um i don't know i that's my favorite when i go back to watching them during halloween that's usually the route i take i go halloween one two and then h2o but um i do like the ogs i actually um enjoyed four quite a bit as well i haven't seen that one in a while uh five was it's something but i mean curse right pretty bad pretty bad um okay so another um problem i had with this movie was the um the placement of michael myers where they decided to explain where he was residing uh he was in a sewer for four years um not deep in the sewer just under the bridge for four years and um never coming out now at this point, I got to ask you guys. So what do you guys think about this story decision about him dwelling in the sewers for four years? And do you think he's still alive in a traditional sense? Or do you think he's like hibernating? Let's go with Brennan first. And what I mean by the hibernation thing is like, is he eating, sleeping? Is he surviving like a normal human? Or have we gone past that at this point in this trilogy? Is he something else? Is he mm-hmm. literally laying dormant until something awakens him? So there's a line that someone has in the movie, and you would think after three times I'd remember this, um, but basically about how they talk about how, you know, metaphorically every time, or figuratively, I mean, every time Michael Myers kills someone, that gives him power. 
Now, I think that that's power in the, the figurative sense. I do think that he's, uh, my thought is he's just down there eating fucking rats. Um, and I think that that's bad. That's badass. But uh, the, the whole sewer thing is one thing that I've been seeing a lot of heavy discourse about. Like, why is he living in the sewer? But they fucking bulldozed his house. Where where the hell else do we, like, where else is he going to go? He's going to go in a sewer where there's no one to bother him. Um, occasionally, there'll probably be a homeless dude that fucking shuffles down in there and he'll, he'll you know, yak him. But I think that, I think that the sewer is is a fine place for him to be. And also, uh, did you guys notice? Fine place. <laughs> it's a fine place. Sorry. Did you guys notice how some of the rocks emulated his face? Yeah, there, there's quite a few rocks in the sewer that emulate the Michael Myers mask. And I think that, I think that uh, symbolically, that kind of shows how deep in Haddonfield the idea of Michael Myers is which again plays into the whole what I think the plot is. It's ingrained to the yeah, foundation. Exactly. Gotcha. Ian? So, uh, DGG, um, I believe he said that Michael Myers was human in his trilogy, right? I, like, I think he came I out and said remember. that he was human. I don't remember either. Okay. Well, let's just say he Okay. Uh, first two movie, or the first movie makes sense. Second movie, except for the ending, makes sense. The ending, it just throws that throws that out the window. Like they they shoot him a bunch. They they beat him to a pulp. Gets up, gone. He, I I agree that he is now superhuman, and he went into the sewers hibernating. I I don't care if he ate or not. I he's a mythical being at this point, and because um, for. For going on, for like getting out, like finally getting out after 40 years and going on a complete rampage, um, and then just to go into hibernation into four years is, it doesn't really make sense to me. And I'm just going to leave it there. My problem wasn't that he was living in the sewer. My problem is kind of going back to what Ian says is, is there's no real... They didn't pick a lane. And I know that they, like this isn't one of those scenarios where it's like, well, they want you to interpret a certain thing. It's like, no, you've shown me evidence that he's human and you've shown me evidence that he's not. So which one is it? And I feel like they didn't pick one. So it's like you just you're, – you're, there's no rules at this point. You're just making a movie to make a movie. And that's cool. But like – this is an established franchise with established characters, and you're using it'd be different if if this trilogy was not using the Halloween one as its template and it's it's you know prequel, but it is so we're going off of the original Halloween lore and to a certain extent to the like the first Halloween and so now you're just it almost slaps the first movie in the face because what is like who is this person what is what is he? He's if if you're living in a sewer for four years as a man, never changing clothes, never showering, never coming out, it's I'm gonna say it's impossible, right? Like it's impossible. So to Ian's point, he has to be non-human or he has to be superhuman. So like, what does that mean for Halloween one? 
how does that affect that timeline? You can't go back and change that. So how does this all work now at this point? Um, I think the, the the hatred for Michael Myers living in the sewer goes far beyond the fact that he was just in a sewer. It, it, it takes all those things into account where it plays with the lore. It plays with um, what this all means and and what he is and who he is. Um, that's the problem I had with it personally. Um, do you think that the homeless person, um, means anything deeper than just a Brendan's point? Like people were trying to like, like, like maybe some people were trying to idolize him or put him on a pedestal as something larger than what he was. Cause he's like, I'm Michael Myers. Um, and he obviously knew about Michael Myers being in the sewer cause he wanted the mask. So, like, what do you think that meant? I, my theory on that is he kind of became Michael's babysitter. I think that uh, one of the things that I, that I, my, my, I took my notes on my phone and they're all fucking jumbled. So I completely missed over it. Um, I think that that homeless person is acting somewhat as a babysitter and he's picking and choosing when to help take care of Michael so that he can get him weak enough so that he can. I will say literally steal the mask. Why wouldn't he just let him die then? Um, why, why, why would he help him at all if he, if he wanted him to get weak? Well, I think that kind of if he got caught doing what he did, he would have a scapegoat in Michael Myers. Hmm. But I, I think I, I'm probably reading into that a little bit too much, but that's how I choose to interpret it. Yeah, I think making the homeless man a uh, a crazy person just threw logic out the window for anything that could have been deep about, um, like uh, the lore behind the four years that he was in the in the sewer or wherever he was, because he was just a crazy homeless man. It like that's it. Do you know what that felt like to me? That felt like, like this whole situation in Halloween Ends felt like the crazy doll homeless person in Terrifier where you're just like, what was the point of this? Like, what was the point of putting this in the film? Like, it doesn't make sense. It was just there to add something. But hey, maybe we're not smart enough, guys. No. Maybe we're the problem. Maybe we're the problem. (laughs) The homeless man's purpose was pretty obvious, but I don't think it extends past just being Corey's first kill, his first official yeah. murder. Well, he he also Kyle. I, I told you that I had a, a pretty a pretty uh, big theory about this trilogy, um, and I think that the homeless man kind of plays into my theory more now that I'm thinking about it. Um, a big lore for this homeless man. It's crazy homeless man. I truly <laughs> believe <laughs> that the homeless man is uh symbolic of gatekeepers whereas the idea of michael myers is dying and he's trying to gatekeep that idea that he's basically in in scream five remember how the whole idea was about toxic fandom Mm. i think that it wasn't pulled off well but i think that the homeless person is there to kind of represent that idea of toxic fandom. Um, but my, my, and please tell me if I'm completely off base on this and I'll go through my theory super quick. I think that, uh, 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. We, we need to come up with a segment for this. It's Brennan's reach. <laughs> reaching strong. Reaching fast. <laughs> He's reaching. Okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll make up a song for it. Um, go ahead. This uh, DGG, uh, DGG, and Danny McBride, I, I, I initially thought unpurposefully, but the more I think about it, I think it's completely purposeful. They recreated... It's- the first three Halloween movies. Think about it. The first uh, Halloween 2018 is basically Halloween 78, except Lori's older now. Halloween, Halloween, uh, what's the second one? Halloween Kills. Lori spends the majority of the time inactive in the hospital, kind of like in Halloween 2, uh, 1980, whenever that, whenever that came totally. out. And if you, if, you, if you go back and actually watch the the first two Halloween movies and Halloween 18 and Halloween kills both of the credit sequences are in orange now if you go yeah I saw the font yeah I saw the font you, things they're throwing that around the oh area. you saw that yes yeah. so and that, that kind of yeah. plays into my theory that this whole thing is kind of an emulation of the first three Halloween movies because the first two are are straight out slasher films there's no question about it but the third is such a deviation even though in you know season of the witch it's a complete deviation but halloween ends is such a a deviation of what the idea of the first two movies were and i think that um it's uh not only did they maybe accidentally you know re uh uh reboot their own reboot trilogy. their own trilogy um in a way but I think that it's kind of important now that that homeless person is the character that I believe he symbolizes. I actually would have liked it more if it didn't have Michael Myers in it. And I've seen a lot of people compare this to Season of the Witch, and I just don't see it whatsoever. There's too much Michael Myers in this in this film to be a totally different, totally off film. Okay. I agree with Ian on this, on that, what he just said. Um, if they would have killed, okay, if they would have doubled down on Halloween kills and killing Michael Myers at the end of that movie and this all be about Corey, I would have been all for that, honestly. Because when Corey was going through uh, and killing people in Michael Myers' mask and everything, like at the radio station and stuff, I didn't give a fuck it was Corey. I was like, dude, this looks awesome. This is like, I almost forgot it was Corey when he was walking around the news station and I was like, this is badass. Like fine. Like I almost had a Michael Myers there. It wasn't like, it, it didn't even to, to this whole point that it's trying to make like e- evil can embody anybody. And we're going to get like evil always exists even without Michael Myers. That should have been the tone they ran with. And they didn't, they like picked two different things and tried to tell them at the same time. And I think it was its weak spot. I think they should have doubled down on that. And I would have been super stoked about that. And then at the very end, this whole movie could have really been about her daughter or her granddaughter and not about Lori at all. Lori could have been the supporting character that she needed to be and what they were trying to make her be instead of like shoehorning two main scream queens and final girls in this movie. Um, don't don't you think that would have pissed a lot of people off even more though if Laurie took a backseat? Who gives a shit? They, it, it, this pissed everybody yeah, off. It, it, I think this made it worse. I mean, there, there's there's no way to please anyone. I, hold on, hold on. To your point, or to your point, Brendan. I think this is where the Blumhouse shit right now is a problem, and I think this is where people 
are are upset is that instead of making one group happy, they're trying to make everyone happy. And by making everyone happy, yeah. they're making the diehard fans really pissed off because they need to pick what they want to do and go for it. But there's no confidence in these last two films. There's no like, this is our Halloween trilogy. Like you either like it or don't like it. It's like they try to appease the hardcore fans by making Laurie Strode a main character, and they're trying to appease these newcomers and these this new generation of watching Halloween films. That like, look, it's something different. You're not going to watch the same stuff that you've watched before, or you know, this is for the new generation. It's like you need to pick a you need to pick a lane, <laughs> and and they didn't do that. And by not doing that, personally, I feel like they made it muddy and they made it incohesive. And I don't know. I just. I think that was its main problem. I didn't mean to go on a tangent right now because I know I am, but um, Ian just brought that yeah. into my head, and so I had I had That's a little the most well said thing you've you've ever. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Um, kills. Let's talk about the kills. Or unless you guys have anything else to say about my fucking twelve and a half minute rant, I just want to put on. Nah. I okay. do, but we can we can kills. move on. It- no, no, no. What? I, I, I think that D-Double-G and Danny McBride made the Halloween movies that they want to watch. And whether or not you accept... I'm not, I'm not saying you. I'm saying you right, right. As, as the general the general we. Um, I think they made the movies that they want to watch and you can accept it or not. And, and the... the Saying that out loud sounds. I don't. I'm not trying to sound like a dick. I, I didn't want that to sound as harsh. No, that's the truth. Yeah. though. that's fair. I mean, this is my opinion. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I don't speak for anybody but myself, so I could be talking out of my ass, and there's going to be a lot of people that disagree with me. But that's how that's how these mm-hmm. films came off yeah. to me. No, and I I, I yeah. completely yeah. understand that. I 100% get where you're yeah. coming from. I think that since I don't have a huge allegiance to the franchise. I think that what what happens in the Rob Zombie movies and in the the DWG Danny McBride movies, um, the uh, the the idea of Michael Myers doesn't really hold that much weight to me personally. I mean, I like Halloween Ends more than Halloween Kills. Oh, really? So, I mean, yeah, I do. So, um, actually, I don't know. <laughs> Kills. Um, maybe um but uh yeah okay so let's talk about the kills so um i think we could all agree what the best kill is but um ian do you have a favorite kill was it the tongue one it's gotta be right yeah yeah i think that's it radio station um no, no. Okay, so him bashing his face in, I love the way it looks and like his jaws hanging yeah. off and the tongue's just kind of flapping there. And then he didn't need to cut the tongue <laughs> off with the scissors, but he did for dramatic effect. I think that was all super rad. What's your favorite kill? Well, I, I did love that, by the way. Do not get me wrong. I thought that, that was fucking. Yeah, how do you I, not? It was fucking dope. And I also loved how right before that we get um, uh, we get a little cameo from uh Darcy the male girl. So shout out to Darcy. I didn't notice her. Yeah, she. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, are, are you talking about the girl from Joe Bob? Uh, Joe yeah. Bob. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I think that uh, thematically, 
the best kill is when he uh when Corey and Michael go to the doctor's house. Um, because there's that there's that scene where um Deb hears a, a clatter or something when she's gonna get in the shower. Um and I I just think that the whole scene is actually really well done. Um because not only does it show how even in their private life Deb still calls him doctor because you know that's what he's like, no you call me doctor. He makes everyone call him doctor. And I think that's fucking hysterical. And the only reason that Corey's there is because obviously Alan, um, uh, obviously Allison said that Deb got the promotion over her. And since Corey likes her, that pissed him off. So he thought that he could do a little test run on the doctor. So when he takes the doctor and corkscrews him in the fucking neck, I thought that was dope. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, so yeah. I think the best visual kill was the was the one in the radio house. Yeah. But um, my favorite was when Corey brings the cop down into, into the sewer, and mm. he holds him down and watches Michael Myers like almost regain his strength, um, in like a kind of mythical way. And Corey is then like it, it's kind of like a a sharing of of power and energy mm. and. Uh, at that point, I was like, "Okay, well, this movie is like, it's, it, <laughs> it's all yeah, real. It's not real. It's the, 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 these people aren't human, right?" Um. So yeah, that that was probably my favorite kill, and I, and it would have been so strong of a moment if they committed to the whole legacy um, idea, but means nothing now. Do you guys have anything else you guys want to talk about before we get into the ending? Um, I loved that uh, that silhouette shot of Corey in the sewer pipe. You yeah. remember that one? That because that's like that's yeah, kind of yeah. like that's right. Shot. That's oh, right yeah. after they kill the cop, I think. Um, and like the shot just starts out as like just a regular shot, and then it slowly just uh, tilts just a little bit. Um, I thought that get that little Dutch yeah, in there. Give me that Dutch. I thought that <laughs> I thought that, that was um, and I really liked the diner scene with Corey, Allison, and the cop. Um, yeah, yeah, that scene was dope. Um, all of his unhinged moments was that's cool. Well, also, I uh, question for you guys. Um, did you find the scene on the rooftop of the radio station? a little lynchian i hate that no no i'm being i got some like strong wild at heart vibes from that no i didn't see it but okay. why why just because like the well, it, it's like their interaction it's, like it's what they're talking the about? color and they either it was an adr mistake when they were dubbing their lines or but the the um the dialogue feels or the the audio feels slightly like lifted or disconnected like it, it it all matches up with their lips but there's just some weird audio effect or something that they do when they're on the rooftop and i was like oh shit this feels kind of lynchian yeah yeah it reminded me of the scene in uh angel terminators 2 um hell yeah <laughs> with yukari oshima and uh moon lee great moment great moment um but yeah so this is the end um i don't think it's the end of halloween they're gonna make another one for sure um it could be I hope they do. they're they're not they're not gonna scrap 
Michael Myers forever. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but this is the end of his trilogy, so um, I guess we'll go ahead and oh, we talk about the ending. So um, what do you think, Ian, about what you were about to say? Uh, who called uh, that I would like the intro? Kyle. Who that was? I loved it, and <laughs> I mean it wasn't hard to call. It was a kid. It was a kid. Dude, you heard <laughs> Dude that fucking shitty ass kid goes like three stories, and then just like his yeah. back breaks, and then he fucking. He said, oh, we're all in that agreement that he so deserved funny. it, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Good. I it's, thought so. And it remind reminded me of the scene in uh the movie Brendan uh, watched for my recommendation uh Z. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, that was another kid falling down a flight of stairs to their death. Dude, that oh, that, that so fucking weird. scene in Z got me so hard, I died laughing. Yeah, I think it does it better. Yes, uh, I, I I would agree. <laughs> oh shit. Um, I think this movie has cheap jump scares. Um. Oh that, man, scrap that. But there's just so much. There's so much more to talk about. Like it, we we can't yeah, go over we everything. Can't like, cover it. Yeah, yeah. We almost can't yeah. can't cover it because there's some other shit I want to talk about. Like too. the mom being Let's in the club about... and then whatever. The whatever. mom being in the club. Sure. What the mom can't sure. go the to the club? A year after her <laughs> son's death. Four years. Four years. <laughs> it's okay. four years. Um. But, you know, in Haddonfield, there isn't much to do, right? So that's, like, the main establishment everybody goes to, I guess. Apparently. She was the only old lady there. Um, The (laughs) bartender was old. True. Hot as fuck. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, She could read read my tarot. Orange County, I believe. That's a weird (laughs) I'm glad you know that. that. But, um, uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, That threw me off. (laughs) Um, So... (laughs) Before we get into the ending and final thoughts, we're going to take a quick commercial thick piss break uh, so you can hear our sponsor from the Ruminations Radio Network. We'll be right back. You've been listening to another fine, fine podcast on the Rumination Radio Network. This is Game Agent E.T. from Oh God, It Hurts! And we hope you keep on listening to our fine, fine podcast here on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. Uh, welcome oh, back <laughs> to Ruminations of Red Room. We're talking Halloween 2022. Sorry. Um, all right. So the ending, uh, we finally get Lori slitting his wrist, slitting his neck and um, strapping him to a car like a Christmas tree and driving <laughs> him through the city. Um, how do you guys feel about that as far as uh, somehow the entire town just suddenly knowing that they're doing this and walking down the street, uh, celebrating it as if there's some like, like everyone's in a mass group text message and they're like, hey, we're taking this body down to the uh, the car shop. Um, everybody round up, round up. Um, how do you guys feel about it? And how do you guys feel about the imagery of uh, Michael Myers being crushed in the, Brandon, you have a question, go. Oh no, I was I was crossing my fingers because I wanted to that's what I do when I want to remember something I have to say. So, gotcha. so weird. Ian, we're gonna start with you. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about this ending? So at this point the ending, the Halloween ends. Halloween it ends. It's it. This ends. is it. It finally dies tonight. It. It. Uh, <laughs> crazy, right? Um so the the plot at this point just crumbled on itself um for what they were trying to go for uh so fuck it why not have everyone come out and 
do like a memorial service for Michael Myers. Um, it was good. Um, I, I took logic completely out uh, for the whole, for, for them like conjugating to his death. Um, I thought it was in a way a good send off to finally like put him into bits. Um, but I'm all together as a movie. I, I just can't be satisfied with that ending. Brendan. I liked it. Uh, it, it actually kind of reminded me of when, uh, when Joe Biden got elected or, or when, when the results finally came in and it, and it, uh, we found out that, uh, Joe Biden was going to be the president and, you know, <laughs> I don't know about where you guys live, but the streets here, there were, uh, it was a huge ass yeah, car for 12 hours straight, horns honking, people on the side of the roads, you know, saying dump Trump, fuck Trump, all that, all that cool stuff. Um, this scene really, rem- it's funny, you know, in uh, Kyle, when you and I were talking about Halloween kills, um, I said that the hospital scene reminded me of uh, January 6th. So it's funny that I'm kind of getting another political reach around, reach, reach right it all around. Comes back around. Um, <laughs> it all comes back around. I, I, I laughed during this whole scene. I thought it was, I thought it was great. Um, the one thing I would have wished is once they throw Michael Myers into the the grinder, I was kind of hoping that in his last moment he would grab Lori's foot. Because she's standing literally inches away from where these gears are about to grind them up. And kind of as retribution for what happens in in in. Halloween Halloween Kills when there's the huge firefighter um, murder scene. You know, I, I would have loved it if he grabbed her foot and starts to pull her in. And then a firefighter just brings an axe down on his hand cuts his hand off her leg and that would kind of you know be tying it back to everything and at the very beginning of halloween kills um yeah sir one more thing i would have loved this ending in halloween kills instead of this movie and that, that that that's all i got on it um yeah cool um yeah man at this point, um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's not really a fitting conclusion in my eyes. Uh, I, I, I'm just kind of speechless, man. I'm speechless now, just thinking about it. Uh, it was fine. It didn't, you know, considering Michael Myers just died like ten minutes ago, it didn't make sense for everybody to just know. Uh. <laughs> I, I I feel like it could have been played out a little better, uh. But uh, you know, it is what it is. I I kind of I, I've kind of I've given up. <laughs> I'm a man at the end that just accepts that this is the ending that I got. And cool. Um, I don't have much to say about the ending to be honest. I I, I was just, I was just so I I got nothing. Um, but yeah, that was uh, Halloween ends. So, uh, we'll get into final thoughts and rating. Um, Brendan, we're gonna start with you. Final thoughts. Um, fun franchise. 
or, or fun um trilogy in the franchise um i like i like danny mcbride i like d d double g um i think that this and i i feel like a lot of people could actually classify it as this i feel like this was a fun experiment for them whether or not they treated it as an experiment uh, i think that's up to interpretation uh, but I think it's three really fun, solid slasher movies. Um, I So like I said, initially, I did give it a four with a heart. Second viewing, it went down to 3.5 and a heart. And I'm going to have to change it one more time. I'm going to a four and a heart. Four and a heart for Brennan. Would add to the collection. I, I hope there's a really cool like Will. trilogy collector's edition funnel in the <laughs> balls um yeah no uh best buy has a really cool steel book for halloween kills but i still couldn't i couldn't do it <laughs> i couldn't do it um ian final thoughts and rating there's plenty wrong with this movie uh even though i was enjoying uh the watch as i was watching it um like the more it sits with me the more i think about it the more i talk about it I really don't like this movie and um, I'm going, I feel like I'm going to go and lower my, um, my Halloween kills rating just because this trilogy is kind of bad. Like these last two movies are not, not good. Um, Halloween 2018. Great, great sequel. I think I I called it like the best sequel of all time. Like when I came out of the movies, you talked very highly of it. Very and then it. these last two films fucking suck. I don't like them. Um, the kills are great, sure. The kills are great. I mean, like, but, oh, man. Just don't like the story. Don't like the writing. Kyle brings up some great points. Brennan, you brought up some great points about the, the effects of the people. Um, I did like that. Um, but, you know what? I think I like Halloween Resurrection more with uh, Buster Rhymes, uh, Kung Fu kicking Michael Myers. And I think I give that a two. So I'm going to go ahead and give this a one and a half with no star. That is lower than I thought you were going to give it. Holy shit. Um, <clears throat> I think that Blumhouse is making a lot of safe movies. And I think they took their, their probably most popular franchise and um, they fucked with it. They made a trilogy. I'm very happy that there's people out there that this is going to be their definitive trilogy. That's cool. Everybody has a Halloween trilogy. You know how many people fucking hate H2O? I get it. Um, so there's there's good. At- <laughs> I know that. There's there's this trilogy out there for a lot of people, and that's cool. And that's the cool thing about the Halloween franchise as a whole is that there's so many different movies and that there's so many different um, people out there that have their own set of films that are their definitive Halloween experience. This is definitely not mine. Um, I don't think, I think 2018 was a great start and I was very excited. I think that's a really solid film. Um, Halloween kills. I didn't hate as much as most people, uh, but I think this one just lost its way and tried to do something different, but didn't connect it as well with the first two films as they could have with the premise that they had. And um, 
overall, I just think this movie is is tonally just not it's not it. And uh, I uh, want to congratulate uh, Mr. David Gordon Green for making a trilogy of Halloween films. Uh, not many people could say that they've done that, especially ones that tie in with the original film. So congratulations. Um, but go fuck yourself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, I'm going to have to give this movie a two and a half um, with no heart. I'm going to change my rating to a two. I, it just feels harsh. It just feels too harsh. I like the premise. Um, I just don't like the execution. Uh, so, and the kills are cool. Uh, so I'm going to give it a two and a half. And I will definitely add this to my collection, to Ian's point. Um, I have to own all the Halloweens. I like the franchise a lot. And will I go back and watch these in the future? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, that concludes our thoughts on Halloween ends. That gives uh, – shit, I didn't even bring up a calculator. So we got two – 2.5 plus 4 equals divided by 3 equals. All right. So that brings the Red Rum official rating of Halloween Ends 2022 to three stars. No heart. Not too shabby. Not, Not deserving. I mean, Brendan would say it is deserving. So <laughs> his four stars definitely bumped it up. But let's be real, Ian. There's plenty of times that. Uh, we had some shitty movies bumped up because you're rating, so <laughs> just don't reach around. It all goes back around. Okay, so now we are doing the final fresh or rotten of this year, which means we know who the winner is. Wait, this, this is the last of the year? So we're going Halloween to Halloween now. So Fucking finally! The new Jesus one starts. Christ. The new one starts next episode. A new one? Wait, what do you mean new one? The new fresher run. So we're oh, all starting the, back at zero. There's like a season two. There's a season two, baby. <laughs> season cool. two, but, but we're going to change it up a bit. Oh, like horror trivia? Oh, maybe. So let me give you a five-minute so dissertation on how I'm going to defile this Dobby statue. <laughs> you're getting a Dobby. You're getting a Dobby something. <laughs> you're getting something Dobby. <laughs> it is going to arrive at your doorstep. Something no, Dobby. If, if so. it's a Funko Pop, I'm putting, it's, I'm putting it in a cum jar. Yeah, you're getting some cum jar. Um, um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you take it away, Brendan. The final, oh, the final fresh or run of 2021 to 2022. Now let's see if your boy can get this right. Uh, the game Fresh or Rotten is a game where I will read a description of a movie from Rotten Tomatoes, and my two co-hosts will have to guess if it is fresh. or or rotten now on rotten tomatoes they have an aggregate score out of 100 based on critic and audience reviews if a film is 60 or above it is fresh and if it's 59 or below it is rotten um yeah oh and if you if you get it fresh or rotten right uh you go on to fresh or rotten round two where you guess the percentage you have to be within a 10 points of the audience score gentlemen are you ready? I think me and Kyle are tied, so this is for second place. See whatever. See whatever. See whatever. Okay. Good times. Remember that? Good Remember that episode? Times. Good times. 
Number one. Us guys are going to know each other our whole lives. Look at that. <laughs> All right, Spoilers. Teenagers, Nancy, Quentin, Chris, Jesse, and Dean are all neighborhood friends who begin having the same dream of a horribly disfigured man who wears a tattered sweater and a glove made of knives. The man terrorizes them in their dreams and only hopes, and, and the only hope, and the only escape, Jesus Christ, is to wake up. But when one of their number that's terribly written. But when one of their number dies violently, that's what it says, the friends realize that what happens in the dream world is real, and the only way to stay alive is to stay awake. Can you Genre repeat the um, names for me again? Nancy, Quentin, Chris, Jesse, Nancy. Dean. Mm -hmm. Those are older names, so Those I think it's the original. Old. I'm going to go fresh. Ian's also, could it go fresh? fresh? And Kyle's going fresh. You He's writing stuff are... down, so we obviously got a point. Oh, you're both incorrect. It is 2010's ah! A Nightmare on Elm Street. The critic score is... Dean. Sorry. Critic score is 14. Audience score, 43. Uh, directed by Samuel Bayer. Written by Wesley Strick and Eric Heiserer, produced by Michael Bay. Hmm. Makes sense. Why we should. All right, we're going into round two. Just kidding, Michael. Should have known because it's Brennan. He loves to do the old switcheroo on us. The old switcheroo. So I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen this episode. Go. Number two. 25 years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, a new killer has donned the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. Genre horror mystery thriller. So is this, so this has gotta be Rob Zombie, right? It's gotta, huh? gotta be Rob, Rob Zombie? Zombie? Yeah, this is Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. He's at Halloween, right? And he said Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would Why would Brennan not do Rob yeah, Zombie's Halloween? Yeah, he definitely mentioned Halloween. Yeah. But did he say Michael Myers? I know what it is. Uh, you oh, missed shit. something. Shit. Wait, Ian. I did, I Ian. Did Holy Ian, shit. Ian. 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 Yeah. Did I say Michael Myers? No, you didn't. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Okay. It's number five. Okay. Uh, so well, I'm gonna first, go. I'll go first because I don't know what it is. Okay. If you know what it is, I'll go first. Um, because I didn't. Can you just repeat it? No, no, no. I'll just guess it. I'm gonna go. Rotten. It's gotta be rotten. This is audience, right? With two rottens, we have two more incorrect answers. It is 2022's Scream, sitting at 82. With audience? I would have known that was the movie if I heard the description. I clearly what? did not. I tuned out for like a second, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he said the ghost face killer. Oh, I didn't even hear him. Yeah, dude, I tuned out for a second. All right. All right. Number three. Damn. Oh, this. I didn't know people like this one. Yeah. Um, Are you guys, if I, if I say the first line of this, it's going to give it away. Are you guys okay if I skip the first line? Okay. Um, in this film, 
a struggling a woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobite. That actually that gives it away through <laughs> a group of sadistic <laughs> supernatural brilliant. beings from another exactly. dimension. And this uh, movie genre. Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> Hellraiser twenty twenty two. Yeah. I don't know how it got received. I'm I, really I haven't heard anything. I haven't really heard, which is another thing. I haven't heard like anybody talk about this movie. Yeah. Good or bad. I've heard way too many people talk about it. Really? Well, you're more in the circle. Like, the like circle Facebook and shit. It's weird. Um, <laughs> Facebook. It's so weird. I would say fresh. I gotta go fresh too. Because I feel like yeah. if there was negative, I would definitely hear because those fuckers are just. Yeah. And it's a Hulu Not- movie. So. So you both said fresh? Yeah. yeah. Two freshes and two correct answers. I, like, yes. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get to say this. Now, yes, now, now we're going to have a playoff right here. Okay. Because now, now I'll, get it for, I'll go first. Um, I will say 75. Fuck! Damn it. Uh, wow. I was going to say 75. <laughs> it was the natural way to go. Mm, yeah, because you don't know if it, if it got good ratings or bad ratings. That covers uh, sixty-five. That, that covers eighty-five. There's no way it's a ninety. There's no way. Um, it's a 90. Man, I haven't heard a whole lot. You could maybe. be a bitch and just say like seventy-seven or something. Maybe it's mid. It could be. Or maybe it's really good. Mm, it could be. It's true. It might I be like an eighty-eight. I genuinely don't. It, you, you know what it could, honestly? What? It could be an 88. Like, something like that. Like, high 80s. It could be a high 80s. I could totally see it being a high 80s. Fuck. It could... 88s? It might be... It might actually be 88. <laughs> that sounds, like, perfect, honestly. It's very me, early, and those are... Do you want me to short. tell you what the what the critic score no, is? No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. The no, critic no. score. No, 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 okay. no, no. How, Tell me how no, many no, no, people no. rated it. Guess how many page. people rated it? Yeah. Um... Audience-wise, 1,000 plus is what Not it says. 1,000 plus. Not could be on the higher side. I'm going to go 86. Going Damn. full spend. I'm going to go for the two points. Yeah, yeah. Ian's going 86. Kyle, That's you said good. 75. I, I, I fucking appreciate Ian's guess right now, dude. I hope he gets it, honestly. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're both correct. It is 2022's Hellraiser. Critics, 67%. Not bad. Audience, 61%. Wait, so we, it, we got incorrect. Did not get it. That, that's what I said. I said. I said you were oh, both oh, incorrect. We both did not get it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. I thought we said All right. Well, it is still tied, and I got one more movie left. Okay, let's go. Are you guys ready for number Ooh. four? What could it be? Gonna, What's look, another major franchise that came out this year that they yeah, actually, this? Actually, if, if anyone can guess what my last movie is, you'll get an extra point. We should try. No, 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 Chucky. We should, we should try to guess the exact percentage of what we think the exact percentage of it is this time. Not, not, not play safe. Like saying if we, if we get like Rodner fresh. Yeah. Is it Chucky? Say the description. It's not Chucky. Okay. Melody, her teenage sister Lila, and her friends Dante and Ruth. Head to the remote town of Harlow, Texas, to start an idealistic oh. new business venture. Duh. But their dream soon turns into a walking nightmare when they accidentally disrupt the home of a deranged serial killer whose blood-soaked legacy continues to haunt the area's residents, including 
Sally Hardesty, the sole survivor of his infamous 1973 massacre who's hell-bent on seeking revenge. Genre, horror, mystery, thriller. 16%. Damn, does he know it? I know the film, but does he know the percentage? I'm going to go, obviously, Rodden as well. It's got to be in the teens. I'm, I'm thinking like 16 to 11. 11 was, 11 was could it be my guess actually Damn. yeah yeah i'm I'm going 11 no I, i'm going 12 no i'm going nine. Ooh, i'm going Shit. nine um wait so are we going you have to get it on the dot or is no. it still within if, the if neither of us got it on the dot it's, then still, it it's still within 10 but if yeah if one of us got on dot then they win obviously okay well no one got it on the dot but whom Hoomst was within 10 points, 10 on the dot. We got Ian. The audience score is 26, and Ian gave us a 16. So that means Ian is officially the second place. You know, I know it's not much. I know it's second place, first loser, but, you know, coming down from a mega deficit and then, you know, being the underdog all year long losing just l after l after l i'm taking this as a win take us out brendan oh i'm taking us out oh wait no it's me what am I yeah, yeah i should <laughs> <laughs> i'm not preparing that one uh, okay <laughs> give me a second this has been another episode of ruminations of red rum the dgg trilogy of the ruminations radio network if you like what we're doing here please be sure to follow us on twitter at of red room that's of red room and check out our discord where you can come talk about all things horror with other horror fans our link to join the discord is in the description of our twitter bio and please subscribe on itunes or spotify or amazon music and make sure you hit us up with a review and give us a rating that being said i'm your host kyle with a gay and today joining me we have Brendan, the new blood. Evil died tonight. And Ian with cooies. Michael, Myers has come to an end. <laughs> that was perfect. Oh my God. Stay spooky, folks. <laughs> <laughs>